1: This is The Drive with Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, it is a Wednesday here. We're, it, we are officially now one week into the free agent signing period. And it's almost <laughs> over. It's, <really laughs> like. Yeah, like, it's all yeah, every, every The panic is, you know, the, the, there's been panic. There's been, then you get the, wow, they signed somebody and, you know, so it's only been a week, even though it seems like so much longer, but the Steelers have been active and, yeah. um, you know, Tuesday they re-signed James Pierre. I, I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen and people were wondering, you know, why the Steelers, why didn't they pick up the, 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 uh, restricted free agent offer on the, or the option on those? Well, you can get those guys that, that restricted free agent option. Was just a little under three million dollars, mm-hmm. so you can get that guy back. Instead, you 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 tell you you call the guy and you talk to him and say, "Hey, we like you. We'd like to have you back, but not at that price." Understandable, right? Right. And I'm sure there's you know for the player you're looking at it you're going well okay. You, you go out, you test the market, you see what's out there. You have your agent, you know, contact some teams. Um, you know, apples to apples. You look at, it, you say, okay, this is this is what I've got out there. I'm going to accept this offer to stay in Pittsburgh and and uh, you know be a part of something where I, I know what I'm doing. I'm I'm comfortable in the scheme. They know me, I know them. Let's get this done.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I I want to talk Pierre a little bit in depth. To be honest with you, I think this sure. is a move. But just you kind of opened the show with. Yeah, um, you know, a, a niche, we're one week after free agency opened. And I think that the title wave of the first wave is basically behind us now. And it wasn't as big of signings or as much money as I anticipated, to be very honest with you. I mean, a couple positions, defensive tackle comes to mind, got paid pretty well. But corners, receivers, backup quarterbacks didn't make what I thought. And off the ball linebackers, some did, some didn't. A safety you know one but not others and where I'm going with this is now and I think our our listeners will like this from a you know a fan Steelers perspective I think there are a bevy of opportunities to get bargains now maybe they're only one year deals but a lot of contracts that are going to get signed the Steelers third safety maybe their third edge guy whatever are going to be very nice deals by is my guess on things just reading the the teelys after a week, yeah. And I th- I think Matt, the draft uh plays a
1: part in that as well. Um, you mentioned the defensive tackles getting paid well. This isn't a deep defensive tackle draft, right? So I think I think teams looked at that and said, uh, eh, you know, we're not going to be able to get much help, you know, in, in the draft at this position, so let's uh let's go out and sign somebody mm-hmm. on the converse side of that. The cornerback draft it, is, is very deep. And so right. if you're looking at it, you're saying, OK, we can we can invest in this guy at whatever
0: amount of money or we can just draft a guy in the second round. Have in the second round, then he'll be our slot. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, he's cheaper and he's maybe even more talented and he doesn't have three injuries. And, you know, yeah, we have less tape on him, but he, we will roll the dice there. I know one will be there. Same with tight end, you know, I mean, why uh, the the receiver market wide receiver market is a little depressed just across the board just because there's not a ton of talent available. So people aren't going to manufacture talent. But I love this Pierre signing. I I mean, I don't want to say he's a critical piece of the offseason because he's James Pierre. He's not Rod Woodson, right, but he's just in terms of his defensive contributions. I think you can win with him. I mean, if he has to start for six weeks due to injuries, I can live with that. If he's my dime back because that's how things shape up, I can live with that. Uh, I mean, he's good enough. I think he's actually improving. And the thing that Pete, nobody thinks about but is obvious with him is he's one of the core special teamers on this team. He's in yeah. every fate.
1: Yeah, I mean, Danny very- Smith was
0: was happy with that signing hundred percent, you know, and you might lose Snell, you might lose Watt. I mean, there's some of those core dudes whose future is uncertain right now. And I always look at it and I think the Steelers do the same way that you want four or five, even six, Boykin's another one, you know, whose future is uncertain at this point that play every core special team, punt, punt, return, kickoff, kick return. I'm not talking about field goal block or, or field goal. Yeah, you, know, you can find big guys to block on field goal. But those four core special teams, Pierre is one of them. And it, you really need to give your special teams coach five of them. Six is great. But, but they're going to have every week, and
1: you know who those guys are going to be. The other yeah. guys can change in and out, but those right. guys remain the same.
0: Exactly. Like Killebrew's one. He's going to be back. Pierre's now two. But you, you got to get to five or six. And right now, Snell, Boykin, Watt or would be, but they're uncertain.
1: Yeah, and that's you know, I, I made note uh last week, I think it was, or over the weekend, um I can't remember the the player's name, but he's a special teamer for the Patriots. And right. he got re signed to like a two year, seven million dollar deal. And uh I, I tweeted out, I'm like, wait, what? You're you're allowed to pay a special teams guy three <laughs> plus right, million right. dollars a year? That's a that's that's not, you know, that's okay. Tyler Matakevich got re signed by the Bills. He's right. never gonna play any defense for them.
0: But no. they're paying him three-plus million dollars a year to play special teams. They didn't let Edmonds go because they can't wait for Mattikavich to get on the field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those two, they look like Schwarzenegger and DeVito. Yeah. Believe it or not, <laughs> the, the, the the smart teams actually pay guys to play special teams. Absolutely. And that's what Watt's been here for. I mean, what's you played at most five snaps a game as a fullback, I mean, if you're a great special team or you're worth four or five million,
1: yeah, I mean it, it's all well and good until you lose a game because you got a kick blocked,
0: right? Or Number you 20, gave up
1: a yeah. Look at the look at the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. The prime example. I mean, right, there was right, right. there's a long return in there that, you know, if, if that doesn't happen, do the Chiefs win? Maybe, maybe, not. maybe but right, right, it right. Certainly made it easier for them when the, when they get a return inside the five.
0: Yeah, I mean there's a million instances in history in the postseason where a team gets eliminated because of special teams.
1: Yeah, it's never a problem until until stuff starts happening.
0: Right. Like I and lived through that
1: that go. 2009 season when when the Steelers kept giving up kick return touchdowns. People oh. forget those things, you oh, know. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's
0: why you want to be good on special teams.
1: At least you you may not be great on special teams, but you can't be awful.
0: You can't be awful. And this was a down year for Steelers special teams, but really over the Danny Smith era, they've been middle of the road or better, you know? So I always look at it this way too, is let's pretend you gave your defensive or offensive coordinator only five or six starters <laughs> and told them to <laughs> fill in the blanks yeah, the everybody rest are just everybody else. It's going to change every week. Right. And <laughs> this year and this week, week 13, and our backup running back got hurt, Jalen Warren, hypothetically, sorry, Danny. Now you're down to four because we had to cut Marcus Allen or whoever, or put him on the practice squad because we need a running back that can't play special teams. So, not not only do you not have, you only we, we started you with five or six core starters. You had to fill in the blanks, but we just stole one off you in the middle of the season because a tackle got hurt or something. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's important. It matters.
1: Um, you know, it's, it's what it it does drive me a little crazy when people complain about Danny Smith, oh, I need to fire Danny Smith. Why? Why? why, What's your, what's your issue with Danny Smith? Because Chris Boswell missed a punt or a field goal. Right. 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 Like, okay. Uh, Or, you know, because Presley
0: Harvin shanked a punt. Um, He's not out there in the field with these guys. (laughs) Right. First of all, from, from experience, I know very few people in the world can evaluate punters and especially kickers. Many scouts, myself included, many scouts have been doing a long time. Like I don't even try. I I just you know I I could go in. What's the hang time? You know, does he make the kick? Yeah, (laughs) I can give you numbers, (laughs) but I don't know. It's like evaluating a golf swing. I mean, it's a different beast altogether. We let our special teams coach figure out who he likes, who he doesn't, and some special teams coaches aren't great at evaluating the the actual specialist. You know, the kickers. It's such it's such a mental position. But you know, the the thing about Boy, you got to fire your special teams coach. I would only listen to that from one of the 50 people in the world who's done it <laughs> because yeah. it's different than, hey, you got to fire your offense coordinator, defense coordinator, head coach. I'll at least listen to opinions of people like me and you that have done this a long time. But special teams coach, I don't even pretend to know, let alone, I mean, uh, all these people that if you break down every snap of special teams and you can tell me what the calls are. And all the, you know, the wedge busting and all the stuff that I do not know a thing about. I'll listen to your argument about whether you should hire or fire, a special teams coach. But 99.9% of the people listening don't have a clue, including me. Well, that's, you know, so that thing makes me think of uh, Presley Harvin. There, yeah. there are people out there who
1: think that Presley Harvin had a bad year last season because he wasn't among the leaders in, in yards per right. punt average. They ask him to kick directionally a lot. And, saying, oh, depending. by the way, if you, you can look these numbers up, folks, the Steelers, Presley Harvin was number two in the league last year. Number two in yards mm-hmm. per yards per return allowed. Okay. They allowed like, it was like 4.8 yeah, yards per return. Now part, that's partly mm-hmm. on him, but that's partly on their coverage as well. And the scheme. And the scheme and, 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 and the directional kicking. So they'll right. give up. We saw Presley Harvin has a big leg. Yes, If he's just kicking the ball just to kick it as far as he can, yeah. I
0: guarantee you he can kick with anybody in the league. Right. Like a preseason game in Denver in that air, and all you want to do is see how far he can kick the ball. Well, his numbers would change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But,
1: you know, they're doing this so that they don't give up a, a long return. That's their, yeah. you know, they just want to flip the field, get your 40 plus year, you know, your 40, 41, 42 yard net and get out of there without yeah. giving up, you know, without the possibility of a long return.
0: Yeah. So they Pack. kick directionally. and you bring, So therefore you bring back Pierre. You know, right. Because, because your gunners are important. And you trust them, Right. <laughs> yeah. He's young and he's a contributor on defense and a better contributor, I think, than people realize. I think he's a decent corner.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, people, he
0: struggled two years ago. When he had a chance.
1: Well, they asked him to be a
0: starter, which was. That was a
1: confidence issue. Yeah. And that happens to a lot of cornerbacks in the league. You know, Patrick Peterson talked about it, you know, when he had his press conference. Um, You know, the, one of the biggest things that, that, that you work on in the off season is not just your body, but he said, your mind. You have to, you have to be confident in what you're doing. And if you're not confident more so maybe than any other position, it's not quarterback.
0: Yeah. It's like a hockey goalie.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to happen, but how do you bounce back from it? That, that position, uh, you know, the cornerback position is such an above the neck position. I think that's what happened with Cortez Allen. Cortez yeah. Allen had the, had the, yeah. the skill set to be a good cornerback in the NFL, mm-hmm. but he lost his confidence and he didn't get it back. Well, I think James Pierre showed last
0: year that he got his confidence back because he came out and he played well for them. And, to no fault of his own, maybe he was asked to do more than his talent level suggests. Yeah, he was competing for a starting job, what, two years ago, right?
1: Yeah. And if you he think about it, the, the, the two big touchdowns that he gave up that, that, uh, you know, really kind of shook him a little bit and got people down on him, he gave up a couple of long touchdowns to Jamar Chase. <laughs> he's right. not the only guy that's given up long touchdowns to Jamar Chase.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. He's, know, that... <laughs> maybe about in league.
1: Right. So. You know, there's there's some of that as well. And so how do you bounce back from those things? I thought he did that well last year. Um, you know, they weren't necessarily counting on him to do that last year. Uh, you know, they brought in other guys, but he earned his spot on the roster. And
0: prediction. In the next five to ten years, Pierre won't be the only Steeler corner that gives up a long touchdown to Jamar Chase. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, I, I think that's 100% true. Yeah, even if they draft Joey Porter or Gonzalez or Witherspoon in in the first round. It happens. I think it's still going to happen. Well, that's that
1: position. You know, there's so much variance from year to year at the cornerback position. There is. You know, a guy who's
0: numbers and stuff are not very sticky year to year.
1: You know, Xavier Howard is looked at as a great cornerback. He didn't have a very good year last year. No. Jalen Ramsey's looked at as a great quarterback. He didn't have a very good year last year.
0: Right, right. Now, and that both- doesn't mean
1: that, that they both can't have good years in 2023 because sure. they've done it in the past. But that position more so than any, I think, any other position in the league, including quarterback, changes from year to year. The top guys change from year to year. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times what happens is you get that reputation. Well, he's a shot that we're not going to throw the ball at him anymore. And oh, then, I'm and sure. then all of a sudden somebody says, Well, we're going to try him this game. Yeah. And you yeah. do it and, and it works. And like, Okay. So then the next team sees what you did to that guy and they do the same thing. So if mm-hmm. that guy is struggling to, to to stop something, you know, a, a stop and go route or, or whatever it may be, a,
0: you know, double moves and things of that nature, you're going to see that constantly. Yeah. No doubt. And you use the Howard and Ramsey examples, which are really good examples. And both those guys are up in age. But you can look at the opposite with Peterson. Well, people think he's kind of done, but he had a really good year last year. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he or, struggled at the end in Arizona because mm-hmm. they
1: were still asking him to be Patrick Peterson. Right. Because really? that's who he had been for that team for so long. Hey, you right, get the right, right. you got the other team's number one receiver. You know. Mm-hmm. By the way, you're playing for the for the the Cardinals, who you know we're four and twelve right now. Uh, yeah. you know, are you real motivated to go out there and throw your body around? and
0: Ramsey wasn't with the Rams this year either, by the way. I mean, yeah. it's not very motivated <laughs> times, And,
1: and that's it. part of it, though, as well. I mean, you know, right, if right, you're right. not playing, you know, you get into the, to late November and your team's out of it. Right. And you're yeah. a guy with a reputation like that. Are you going to throw your body around like you did, you know, when you were 23 trying to establish that reputation? No, Probably no, not. No. You know free agency's coming up. You
0: don't want to get hurt. And kind of like you mentioned with scheme. Let's say cornerback X is really good against the Mike Evans of the world, but not the Antonio Browns. Yeah, And this particular year in a 17 game schedule, you had 11 Evans types, where the year before you had 11 Brown types, you know, like, eh, you know, it's got a tough draw. Well, that's a big part of it as well. And people don't look at that. I, I, I
1: can remember doing that two years ago when the Steelers ran the gauntlet. Of mm-hmm. top quarterbacks in the league. I mean, if you wow. were if you were gonna rank to like the top twelve quarterbacks in the league, the Steelers played like nine of them. I think we did that. And they, yeah. was, they played like eighty-five <laughs> percent of them. Yeah, I mean that's gonna affect your quarterback's numbers as well.
0: Heck yeah. <laughs> or if you lose TJ Watt for the year or what you know. So there's a there's a lot, lot, there's Watt, a lot yeah. that goes into
1: it. That position, again, more than any other position, um is, is so based it's it's matchups. It It's, you know, who's attacking you when,
0: you know, are,
1: are you playing half the year on, a, you know, with a, a sore hamstring, things of that nature. Uh, again, sure, sure. there's there's so much that goes into that position that. And the other thing about it is how many times do you see a wide receiver run a go route and then head straight to the straight to the sideline? And oh, they right. run the Take next a,
0: receiver in there. The cornerbacks jogging back to the line of scrimmage. He's going to do it again. Right, right, right. It's like the opposite of true at the line of scrimmage, you know, where pass rushers like, I had a couple, three, three really rough pass rushes. I'm going to go get a breather. Left tackle's like, that'd be nice. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't get the trot off, you know, right. And and back to the corner thing, and confidence is super important. Namdi Awesome was the best example ever. I mean, that guy was a cover three Seattle. Three high, you know, zone corner for the Raiders, and was first team pro Pro Bowl, first team, you know, uh, All Pro, time and time again, goes and breaks the bank with the Eagles, and they say we want you to be Dion and press at the line of scrimmage. Well, he stunk. <laughs> That's not what he does. That's not what he does. Like you know, right. you're
1: not signing, you're not signing Richard Sherman, and then asking him to play man defense seventy percent right. of I mean, the time.
0: The pitcher that throws one hundred and five, we want you to just throw curveballs, like. No, you know, use them right. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that that's such a big part of that position. Uh, You know, that's that's why you know when when people were were uh, even this year, people wanted the Steelers to sign Garrett Bradbury or uh, uh, James Bradbury. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's his own corner, folks.
0: He's his own corner. He is. That's
1: all he does. (laughs) And he's expensive one. Yeah. So you know, it it doesn't fit. It's the same thing when people were 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 banging the
0: drum for the Steelers to sign Richard Sherman. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't fit. People recognize it in the front seven or used to, but, you know, oh, he's a three, four guy. He's a four, three guy. They don't want that type, but they don't think about it a corner nearly enough. Yeah. I mean, so, you
1: know, I think the Steelers, you know, people wonder, you know, why have the Steelers missed on some cornerbacks? And you've talked about this a lot when you're, when you're looking at guys in the, in, you know, when you're evaluating cornerbacks um, they don't play a lot of press man coverage. In college. Watch every
0: step you possibly can of corners and wide receivers in press man. And you get, sometimes you might get 10, you know, yeah. 20. It's just, year, you know, know but
1: of- you, if that's what you're going to ask your cornerbacks to do at the NFL level, then you're going to be, you're, it's
0: it's going to be a projection. Yeah. And we've talked about this too. I mean, our, our teams, heavy zone, heavy man. Yes. But it's like 60, 40. 55 45. Yeah, it's you're still 90%. playing. Yeah,
1: nobody <laughs> plays straight man coverage 100% of the time in the NFL.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Because and quarterbacks will pick that apart, right? Or it's situational, like if we're playing soft zone within the 10 yard line, we're gonna get eaten alive. So yeah. that zone corner has to place a man. Well, guess where the balls go? Yeah, that's you know, when when this people were talking about the Steelers needing.
1: After the 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 2016 AFC Championship game against the the Patriots, mm-hmm. they need to play more man. They need to play man. They did. They they've started playing more man after that. They but you yeah, have yeah, to sure. you have to rebuild your cornerback room to do that. First of sure. all, you
0: sure. can't
1: just you can't just suddenly start playing man with William Gay. That's not what he does.
0: Good and corner. The exactly, Art Burns didn't work out.
1: Yeah, good cornerback, but not that kind of cornerback. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it does take some time to adjust. But if you go out there and just play straight man against Tom Brady, Tom Brady's going to pick that apart,
0: too. Yes, yes. And to bring a full circle, it doesn't sound like much, but the familiarity with Pierre and the scheme and you know what he does well and you know what he – you know, the, the he knows the system. It's very valuable. And I wish Cam Sutton the world. I hope Patrick Peterson does really well. But a lot of corners that change teams aren't as good when they change teams. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, that the,
1: it goes back to the confidence. They knew what they were doing with the with the old in the old system,
0: yep, and they know exactly.
1: They knew what everybody on the defense was doing. That was one of the things about Cam Sutton. He knew what he knows what everybody on the defense is doing on a given play. Well, he's and not going to know that
0: as much in Detroit. And it's absolutely an ego position, and you have to have a huge ego to do it. But just think of it from a perspective of, I walk on this new team after signing a new contract as a corner. I'm gonna show I'm the man and I'm in practice every day against Antonio Brown or whoever the, the guy's best receiver is with no pass rush, no help. And I'm looking bad. You know, like I got egg on my face. And people are looking at me going, why did we give this dude all he's struggling? Money? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you were the most confident guy in the league, but you lost 10% of that with these new teammates that you don't know have your back or not. Or does this coach even like me? You know, <laughs> I barely know. <laughs> <you> know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to take a
1: break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. And uh, just a a reminder for everybody uh, all next week, or not all next week, but Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week, you can hear Matt and I live from nine to 12 here on Steelers nation radio uh, from the uh, NFL spring meetings down in Phoenix, Arizona. We'll also be doing uh, you can watch the uh, videos of the show on Monday and Tuesday on the Steelers' YouTube channel. Uh, Go check that out. Uh, Go to YouTube and and, uh, do a search for Steelers. You'll see the official Steelers uh, uh, broadcast channel on there, and you can uh, probably easily find us, those videos on there. But uh, we're going to have some great guests lined up. uh, uh, We'll see uh, who we get down there. But uh, it should be a great time. Uh, Should get a lot of stuff happening down there, and uh, certainly a lot of uh, NFL talk, because everybody from the NFL after converging on Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago, now yep. converges on Phoenix, and uh, we'll be live at the Biltmore uh, Biltmore uh, complex down there in uh, in Phoenix. So looking forward to that. Uh, but we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more here on the drive right
0: after this. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project: a bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an s and Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. s and Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
1: Hi, I'm Gabby Reese.